Ladies and gents, I'm back. It's been a couple weeks. We haven't had any new episodes until today. And I'm sitting across from the most beautiful, amazing, intelligent, best human being I've ever met in my life. And she is my wife. Let's go. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Step Up to the Mic. This is weird. I haven't been. It's been a few weeks off. I've just kind of been replaying some of the best episodes that we've done. I, I think every episode is uh, the best episode we've done. Um, but um, this past few weeks, we've just been doing replays. But here we are now. We're back, and we're in the Zico Project in New Philadelphia, Ohio. Um, be sure to Google them, check them out, go on their website, see what they're all about. Um, and we're just thankful, and we're just going to jump into it. If you haven't checked out the pre-chat of my wife, be sure to do that, because you get to know her a little bit, um, her her love for owls, <clears throat> um, not so much. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but Liv, welcome to the podcast here, the episode. Uh, wh- Thank what are, you. What are we calling it? Podcast. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Step Up to the Mic. <laughs> this is where you spend all of your time. <laughs> <coughs> That's not true. Not all my time. <laughs> Um, sometimes, yeah, and, and it's only taken me 14 episodes to go, hey, Liv, are you going to jump on the episode with me? In or? your defense, the, since you first started this, you've been bugging me to yes. do this with you, yes. and not that I have not wanted to, it's just logistic time thing, so. I think you're really think, good at it, and I think you're enjoying it more than you think you are. Well, I, I've done this for, like, my job before, too, like other things, so this isn't my first podcast, Right, this is isn't nice. your first rodeo. You it's got not this. my first, I'm kind of a pro. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally kidding. Um, no, so you've been talking about this for forever, so right on. I'm excited that it's happening today. People will think we should start our own podcast, you and me, just a separate podcast, and, or maybe you should even start your own podcast. That'd be awesome. Do you ever do that? Um, maybe. I mean, I don't know. That seems like a whole time commitment. Right. I see you really enjoy doing this, I do. and um, it's a big part of your time, but you enjoy it. Right. And so, not that I wouldn't enjoy it, but. I'd really want it to be like a real passion and love before I committed to an entire podcast. So right we'll see. Maybe one day. Well, we're going to talk about our marriage a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about our story. We're going to talk a little bit about dating. And um, so we got some do's and don'ts. And because I really, I really think, Liv, I think um, God's really going to is, has, has, is, and will use our marriage to help other people. I think... Um, yeah, it's just, it's been a crazy ride. I mean, we're married six years, right? Yep. Uh, when did we hit the six and a half? When, when, when did we um, put that next to our badge? February, okay. I think. <laughs> I only know that because my birthday is one month to the day before our anniversary. And okay. my half birthday is July or January 2nd. Right, your half so birthday. I would assume it's important. It is important, you're right. Uh, but we're almost in that seven year mark, right? Like we're, yeah, yeah and it's a lot, it's almost seven years. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Um, yeah, and so... Um, so we're going to talk a little bit. We got some notes in front of mm-hmm. us. Um, we're going to jump into it. Yeah. How would you just, uh, on the spot question, I know that you're not a big fan of on the spot question, but you're, I think. I'm on a podcast. So. <laughs> you can do this. Um, yeah. How would you just even like generalize our marriage? 
Like, <sighs> like if someone said, Don't describe your marriage to me. Like what? Um, I mean, it's, this sounds so cliche. It's so been like a journey. Like our, from you, it's, blah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm going to do that several times. I'm really sorry. <laughs> uh, it's like my brain reset. It's not a sound effect. <laughs> <do that. laughs> uh, uh, so I think, I just think back to like when we first got married and then I look at today and how dramatically different, like individually each of us are. Mm. And then like as a, as a couple, like as a married couple, how different we are. And so um, I just think that's crazy. I don't, I forgot the question. I no, got you're distracted doing about you're, the, the, you're doing great. <laughs> my moment, just but like yeah. generalizing our marriage. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's been like, it's legitimately been a, a journey. So, um, it's just really cool to see where we were at and where we are today. And I know we'll get into a lot of like our beginnings during this podcast today, but, um, it just reminds me of how important community is. Hmm. So yeah. I, I almost think if in marriages, if you're not changing drastically, you're probably not doing something right. Like, yeah. if you're still kind of the same person that you were years mm-hmm. ago, you're probably not pressing too much into marriage. Yeah. Like, in your marriage. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's fascinating. Well, we, we believe that, um, I, I, I remember, uh, it was a pastor. I can't, I can't remember the pastor that said this, but um, he took a cup of blue beads, and then he took a cup of pink beads, kind of signifying the boy and girl idea, and he said... Um, that we all kind of bring our own baggage into our relationships. And he also then, what happened is he kind of, as as they, the blue cup and the and the pink cup loved each other more, the, like the beads kind of like exploded mm-hmm. everywhere. And then his whole idea is, whatever's in you is going to come out of you. Mm-hmm. And not only that, when, when you take two people with two lives, two stories, two sets of baggage of all kinds of things and you put them together and you're bound to make a mess. And so, um, but I think what's fascinating is just seeing God's grace in our marriage, in our friendship. And, um, and I, I want people to know today is that God's grace is greater than our mess Mm. because sometimes I think we are in a culture and a society where we're just talking about our messes, but like we don't, we we forget the, but God moments. We, We forget the, but God is greater than this. And so, um, yeah, and so what, what I want to do is I kind of want to maybe go through our story a little bit, our, our kind of our... Um, and, and you know what's crazy? Is I totally forgot about the story. I'm looking at notes right now. Our 2020 kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. I mean, 2020 has been a crazy year, and that's a, st- a separate episode. Yeah. But like, let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the argument at New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was this year. So it's 2019. <laughs> Going into 2020, I forget even what it was about because that's normally all our arguments. We're like, I don't even remember what we're arguing about anymore. But all I remember is we were so mad at each other. We, I was frustrated. You were frustrated. And you, we were in separate rooms. Mm-hmm. And we ended up watching the ball drop by ourselves. And it was just like, that's how we're going in 2020. That's yeah. great. And it's crazy of everything else that's happened with coronavirus and yeah. the riots and everything of how crazy 2020 is. But it was just like, man, that was really, that was like a, t- I'm just seeing this in the notes. I'm just, for, I totally forgot about that argument. Yeah. Like just how, I don't know. Um, it feels like three years ago to be honest. It does. With you, but, <laughs> but it was January 1st. Because yeah. Yeah. Okay. that's kind of our thing. We, we yeah. like to sit, like our one of our traditions that we've created is we like to get our blankets out sit on the floor and have kind of like, like a every blanket we own. Yes. Like everyone. A, <laughs> every single blanket. And we, we sit in the living room and we eat food that we probably shouldn't be eating. And 
We enjoy good beverages, and it's just you and me sitting there with our dog watching New Year's Eve. Yep. Yeah. New Year's is my favorite holiday. And it is your favorite holiday. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And so that we like, so this year started out mm-hmm. with a bang. Um, and so, um, and not only that, I think just we've had a few other um, just moments. And so, I, I think as I'm looking at the notes, we're kind of skimming a little bit. Live, look at your your notes about your story and, and can you tell us a little bit just uh, the highlights of some of your story because I think hearing your story just hearing brief about your story here brief about my story and then sure. working through this I think people kind of understand a little bit some of the baggage yep. coming into the marriage sure so um, I think I'm, I'm looking here at like what I have written down and there's definitely some themes and I think this plays into like the baggage that Corey was talking about like coming into marriage and a lot of mine is just so many like insecurities and I I think that's just something I've always struggled with, and um, especially growing up, just insecurities of what people think of me, um, but not really seeking counsel on what to do better. So, like, making poor choices, but not, and being then be having the consequences of those choices, and, and, like, what do people think of me? Like, what's the rumor going around? Like, what's happening? And being really insecure about that, but, like, also then having this pride of not asking for help in it. And so I think that's a lot of what, I brought into marriage um, and something that I really struggled with growing up. I think I struggled um, just with faith a lot too growing up. Like I, I felt like I saw like hypocrisy and um, just in the church as a whole, not, I mean, I don't, not anybody specific, um, but just as a whole that examples that I thought would be um, like great examples of Christians were then doing other things. And that's just something that I feel like I grew up around a little bit and, and really struggle to reconcile, and so I didn't really know how to process that, and then kind of just didn't want anything to do with it, or just thought that I was good because I wasn't making these choices that other people are making, so like, I'm, I'm at least better than that, like that kind mm. of thing, so um, that's a lot of kind of what, <clears throat> like what I wrestled with growing up, and then I'd say like I had a pretty rock bottom, um, like my senior year, um, I lost one of my really good friends, um, to suicide and then just had a lot of relationship abandonment in that um just with some other relationships in my life and really struggled with that and kind of just never really healed from that and so like grieved for a while and then didn't reconcile anything Hmm. and so like I want to say like I would love (laughs) like I've talked about this before but I would love to be like okay like that was my rock bottom and then like I went to church and everything was great, and that's not the case at all. Like, I went to college and kind of just ignored all the things that I had been struggling with and, like, kind of just grieved through that rock-bottom season and, like, let all that stuff kind of follow me and, like, was really hurting and really struggling, and um, it took years. Um, It wasn't, like, an immediate, like, I hit rock-bottom and then, you know, Hmm. everything was better. (laughs) So that's not, definitely not my story, but really um, what, what that says to me is just, like, Christ's pursuit of me like over time and that I was not easy um I was not easy for a lot of different ways and I think people that know me today kind of like not not that they don't believe that but they just I I don't know I I feel like I give like different perceptions off to people but I think just that pursuit is that I really was difficult and was really resistant and really um had a lot of stuff that was following me and that basically right up until when Corey and I got married and so um, that was years worth of not dealing with things, running away from conflict and just not healing too. Hmm. And so, um, I mean, 
I think what I would say today is that I am not my past and I am loved and cherished and um, Corey's done an incredible job of showing me that. Um, but our first couple of years of marriage were hard and I think a lot of those pieces are why. Hmm. Not just from my side, but yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's You do so well <laughs> just sharing that. You know that? I don't know if you... It's hard. And also too, like a lot of those conversations and people maybe that have done podcasts in like a public format is like, you never want to like individually call out people <laughs> from when you were a child that did things or, you know, made poor choices or were a poor example. And I don't want anyone to feel like if you're listening and you knew me at that time, like, I don't know. I just want to be careful with that. But it, it was myself, you know, it wasn't right. anybody. I made my own choices and it was my own decisions. And um, I hurt a lot of people. I think that's the hardest thing I have mm. like to reconcile now is like, I hurt a lot of people through that. Um, and through just like trying to fill these like empty, like voids with just like relationships. And I hurt mm. people through that too. And that, that stinks. And that's something that I can never like go back and change. But yeah. at the same time, like, I don't know, it's, I'm, I'm here today. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's awesome. Um, <coughs> I don't know why I'm coughing. Um, yeah, my, so my story a little bit is just, um, hi, this is actually the first time I've shared a little bit about my story. Um, mm, like on, on your podcast? On my podcast, mm. yeah. I want us to do a separate episode, maybe mm. like episode 100 or something like that. Um, cool. But um, so just growing up in a divorced family, I was four months old and mom and dad divorced and um, didn't really have much relationship with my dad and and then grew up in a... With a stepdad um, for like 20 some years of my life. And he he was really abusive in a lot of ways, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, verbally. And um, we just grew up in a really an abusive household. Um, I, I God has done a lot of work on my heart since then, but I think um, I've gone from really angry at him to... Man, my heart breaks for him. He passed away in 2013, I think, like right before we got married, actually. You never met him. You never no, met my stepdad. We, yeah. we had started talking, and right. um, it was kind of early on. I hadn't even, I hadn't met him in your family yet, yeah. and you called me and let me know that That's he right, passed. and then, yeah. oh, yeah, we'll share more about that. Because <laughs> he died, and then I got sick, I got really sick, and mm-hmm. that was kind of our first dating experience. Anyways, yeah, um, yeah so just grew up in that, and, um, and then just... Out of that, had a lot of self-destruction habits in my life, and just a, a personality that is can be really destructive if it's not heading in the right direction, and um, and just battled acceptance a lot in my life. And so, out of those uh, abandonment, abuse, and affliction, and acceptance, I found uh, that I was through a lot of healing, discipleship. So many people that have poured into my life that have been father figures in my life. Um, just I see myself as a child of God. I'm, I, I see myself as healed. Like, that's just kind of part of my ministry, actually. Like, mm-hmm. at Off the Wall or in my relationships, I kind of, like, press into a lot of healing with people. And um, and then just to find forgiveness and re- restoration. And uh, there's a there's a name in Ephesians 1.5. I believe it's in the New King James Version. It says, uh, for we are accepted in the beloved. And that's kind of a, a biblical name that I've kind of um, said that's going to be mine. Uh, that I find acceptance in God. And so so those are kind of just um, snapshots, a little bit, of our story. I would love for you to come back and do a full episode on your whole story. I don't know if you'd be up for that. but Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> but um, So let's talk about how we met. Yeah. Yeah, and so we met at Applebee's. We did at yeah. Applebee's. Can you come a little closer because we want to yeah. Yeah, hear everything you have to say. You were talking, so I didn't want to interrupt you. That's, That's why I was. Oh, that was why I was pulled back. Something you value so much, and I'm like, you're talking, so I'm going to interrupt. You. That's 
<laughs> Something I struggle with. Um, so we met at Applebee's. We were at a young adult service mm-hmm. in Cleveland, right? Because I grew up in Sandusky. Yes. I moved. New Philly's kind of another home. So is Cleveland. But you've lived in Cleveland. Yes. Yeah. Cuyahoga Heights, right? Like yes. 10 minutes away from downtown, mm-hmm. right? So that's been your life. And so yep. um, also you went to CSU, by the way. I'm going to brag on you for that. You went to CSU. <sighs> You double majored in four years, sociology and non, you tell me, what is <laughs> Non-profit it? administration. And leadership, right? Is that what's? No. There's no tag to that? I thought it was. No, non-profit oh. administration. All right. <laughs> and you, and you were on the honor, you had an honor or something? Yeah, I was in the honors program, so. So you had a scholarship. You had a full ride. Full yep. ride, because you're brilliant. That's incredible. <laughs> and you worked at Playoff Square. I did. Right? Like, oh my gosh. Who, who am I married to? Look at this. <laughs> Anyways, and so um, so we were at a church. We were going to a church at the time. Mm-hmm. We didn't know each other, and a big group of us went to Applebee's, right? And um, I walked up to you, and um, well, you know what? Why don't you share this? Because actually, your name is next to the notes. So why don't you? Why don't you? T- I wasn't going to say anything. That's why I did. The, <laughs> that's why earlier uh-huh. I did the like move back from the mic because I was prepared to talk, and then like I'm you so started. Sorry. It's fine. I'm you so sorry. you actually really like telling the story. It I would actually like bring me joy if you told the story. Because Can we just you love switch spots so a little bit then? Can that's we? fine. Okay. I mean, yeah, just do it. All Go right. Cool. <laughs> so um, and so I I walked. We I was doing a house meeting because me and some guys were going to get a house together and just live and um. And I walked by, and you were in a booth with a guy, another guy, I won't say his name, but um, you were with him. <laughs> He's a good guy. You know? And so, um, and there was other guys who were in the booth with you, and I walked up to you, and I shook your hand. And mm-hmm. I walked by, and I was like, hey, hi. And I shook your hand, and I said, you have a really nice handshake. Because you do. You have a really, really professional good handshake, by the way. I appreciate that. And so, um, and you're like, thank you. And I, I looked at it, I was like, is that your boyfriend? And you just shook your head no. And I was like, okay. And that was our first conversation. That was our first conversation. I just love that because everybody, anybody that knows you just like thinks that's the most Corey first interaction <laughs> possible. Right, right. And then the rest of the guys were in the booth trying to flirt with you. It was hilarious to watch. So I sat in the booth next to them. Uh, and then you guys, you and the no-name guy came <laughs> over and I'll just say his name is Dylan. And you and Dylan came over and said bye. And then I was asking questions to you guys before you left and then mm-hmm. um and then when you left i tried to facebook I, I i found you on facebook but you couldn't find me on facebook yes i tried to facebook Corey, but yeah. if anybody has seen his name spelled it's weird so <laughs> wasn't up to me i know, I know. <laughs> um but yeah i didn't find him so i kind of just let it go and then got fed across right so on modern, and so and modern dating right on and then I Facebooked you saying, hey, here are all the ways that you can jump in the church. And and these were all the ways that I was actually doing things in the church. Which and is so, funny because as the extrovert over here, Corey, like yeah. you gave me all these things that were totally not <laughs> things <laughs> not that me. I would ever yeah, sign up ever. for. Like uh. reading team or like the choir <laughs> yeah. or I don't even remember any of the other yeah. things. But not like, oh, you should do like tech, like behind the scenes. Like Words. all the stuff that I would yeah. actually do. Because I ain't doing that stuff. We're not on know. that list. <laughs> I don't want to do that stuff. Oh, it's so... Um, so yeah, and then from there we Facebooked to texting and do you remember how I got your number? We were going, we were, it was b- real smooth. A yep. big, big group of us were going to a movie and, yep. um, we were, I was like, well, what if we don't have Wi-Fi? I need your number and can text you in case you want to go. Which that, is not really what the state of technology was in 2000. <laughs> like, maybe. If maybe. you didn't have Wi-Fi, you couldn't send me a Facebook message? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Don't know. So I got your number. We started texting and then we had texting conversations and then from there we, I was like, you know what? I'll just call you. Yeah. And then we started talking over the phone and then from there I was like, let's go on a date. You know, like, 
like we keep having these long conversations on the phone. Let's see. And that was like a month yes. of conversation. Is that right? Like, uh, yeah. Like from so. face from shaking your hand to first date was like a month, but it was very intentional conversations. And yeah. Uh, and then talk a little bit about our dating. Talk a little bit about our dating. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of switched spots. We That's switched. all right. You and I just interacted too. So, um, well, our first date was Dave and Buster's, um, which now that Corey knows me <laughs> <laughs> again, probably not, yeah. but we had fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, lot of fun. fun fact is when Corey ordered food, they totally conned him into yes. like the token package oh at Dave and gosh. Buster's. You know uh-huh. how they do that? Like, oh, if you buy like this much, but like you get this added to your bill and you get all these tokens and i don't think you realized that it was like an extra cost right. and it's i think you had a heart bill. attack um, when you got the bill um so i'm really sorry for that but <laughs> also the server did a good job yeah um so yeah so we did that but then like we also like just kept the date going and went to denny's and talked for forever and we did um you gave me a pretty intentional like as you was it as you dropped me off i think Usually you do this part of the story, so I'm kind of thrown off. Okay, so so I was getting ready to drop you off, but and I was pretty honest. I was 28 at the time, right? Yeah. And you were, or I wasn't 28, was I? Yeah, I think you were. 2014. I, was, I don't know. I don't know how many. We don't I, have time to do we don't math. Have time to do the math right now. Uh, anyways, um, I, w- I we both have just been in re- other relationships, and we I think we were both just done, and we knew exactly what we wanted, and so um, that was the vibe that we were getting from yep. each other, and so I remember just saying, like, I really like you a lot. I think dating's for marriage, and this is where I want to go. I'm not saying I'm going to marry you tomorrow. That's not what I'm trying to freak you out saying. I just want to say, tell you that. This is what I think, and I, this is where I'm heading, and along this journey, like, if you're in this, that's great. I, I really want to I really want to take you on another date and, and process mm-hmm. but I want to respect you and not play with your feelings or anything like that and just be yeah. intentional. And so, and I remember you just being like, yeah, and then, then I surprised you at the very end, and I had a little gift for you. You did. In the trunk, and I pulled out some flowers and candy and some other, like a note and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't kiss you on our first date, right? I just gave you a hug. Right, yes. Gave you a hug, and then you went in, texted your friend. Yep, I texted one of my best friends, and I said, I think I just went on the first date with the man that I'm going to marry. Boom. Yep, boom, Here we are. Here we, go. <laughs> Here we are. Um, and then, after that, I think we fell in love with each other really quick. Um, just to be totally honest with you guys, because we're pretty real and honest about our relationship, um, we didn't start very well when it came to emotional and physical boundaries. Um, we didn't have sex, but man, we came pretty damn close. Yeah. Um, there was times, where, like even our first kiss got us in trouble, you know, like, and so I know that's like, oh my gosh, you're sharing that. Does he know his wife's cross table sharing that? Like, like yeah, this is just part of our... We're a part of a discipleship ministry <laughs> with young adults, so we talk about this a lot. Right, right. And so um, and so we did not start very well. And, and I'm not over here saying this because I champion that. Like, I don't want anybody... I want everyone to fight sexual temptation in their... And I want them to win. I don't want them to, to cross boundaries. Right, well, I think, I think that was evidence, too, of a lot of the baggage that we were bringing in, is I think that, like, with my, like, relationship history and then even Corey, just, like, the different boundaries that we hadn't set up or different baggage we were bringing in is that we just, like, really, like, we really felt connected but just didn't know how to process that and just did it poorly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good way to say it. Well, no, that, I, think we, I think we backed up with U-Hauls of baggage yeah. versus doing some baggage claim. Right. Right, because you're going to bring baggage into relationships. You just need to have some baggage claim at it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so um, so what we did was we kind of went, whoa, 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 we need to slow down. Yeah. And, I, and I remember calling you that morning. I felt so bad. And I just, we have to do praying. I was like, we need to take 40 days 
I don't know why I picked 40. I think the Bible just has moments of 40. And like, there's Anybody a lot that of that knows you knows that like you had really intentional numbers <laughs> and there's a whole thing behind yeah. it. So but like, but like good. the Bible uses 40 yeah. a lot in a lot of different ways. And so I said, why don't we just take 40 days, mm-hmm. <coughs> let our community know that we're dating and we want to date. And on May 2nd, that's what it was. May 2nd, 2013. Um, we're either going to call it what it is or what it's not. And, yep. and from there, and so we were, um, very intentional with each other and, um, our community knew that we were into each other. And, um, I wish I could say, man, we didn't sexually, sh- we didn't struggle, struggle anymore sexually after that, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, there was times when we just really still made mistakes along the way. And mm-hmm. so, um, so it was always a battle. Um, and then we got engaged on November. Oh, this is a date I should know. I don't know that date. It was in November. It was in November. <laughs> Uh, talk, I don't know. Talk about our engagement. Talk about our engagement day. Our engagement day. Yeah. So, Corey, I love it. Um, <laughs> so, man, timeline. It's a whole It's a whole day story. This is what's difficult. It was eight about. months. It was eight months of dating, okay. right? Yeah. So, we dated for eight months. And then it's funny because that week prior to, like, the actual proposal, Corey was a nervous wreck <laughs> and was planning so many things. I was. And I knew, I knew exactly what was happening. Like, I knew that he was going to be proposing soon. So, like, it, it was, like, kind of, to me, it seemed like a no-pressure type of thing. But I, I'm not a man, and I don't know what it's like <laughs> to propose to someone. So, I, I'm allowed to say that and know that it's probably not true. Um, but I remember, like, you, we were sitting, and I think you were texting someone, and you were, like, mm. sweating a little bit. Like, I think you were just nervous. I remember, like, I remember looking at you and being, like, I know what's happening. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> and you're just, like, okay. Well, I didn't about the ring. Tell them about the ring. I almost bought I almost bought someone's engagement ring that it didn't work out. Yes, yeah, so there was an enga- like a, one a friend of ours, you know, was engaged and then they broke it off and was selling the ring and Corey was like made a comment about it. And a like the ring already wasn't my style, like not really right. at all what right. I what I wanted. Um, and not that I'm super picky, but it was like a lot more honestly extravagant than what I would. I wanted something really simple. Yeah. Um, and so. <laughs> And then also just like the stuff that comes with getting a ring from someone that was <laughs> engaged and work, then yeah. it didn't work out. I don't know. I wasn't a huge, I mean, it, it would have been fine, but it was mostly just like the type of ring it was. And I remember like really trying to subtly like drop hints at like, mm-hmm. like basically in my brain, please don't buy that ring. <laughs> and then you went because this person was like from Sandusky. Yeah. You like went to Sandusky and I was like, crap, he's going to get that ring. And yeah. like, I don't know. I'm going to love it. It's going to be fine. Like. You know, just trying to be, <laughs> trying to be chill with it. But and then, then my mom, my yes. beautiful, awesome mom. And you made a much better decision. She she gave me her engagement ring, mm-hmm. um, that came. All right, so that came from my stepdad, mm-hmm. and they didn't have always the best marriage. <laughs> um, but what's amazing is um, to take that ring and kind of find redemption out yeah. of it. You know what I mean? And um, and then. For, so for my mom to give that to me to give to you, that, yeah. that, I think there's just a beautifulness yeah. in that. So way better, yeah. way better decision. <laughs> way better decision. So um, that I think that's so special, though. I just yeah. think for for my mom to do that, it was just incredible. Mm-hmm. And I so I remember just walking on the beach, and she was just saying, because I was in town for that weekend to do that. She's like, you know, you could just have this. And I'm like, really? I don't even know that I knew that you were really, really going to go move forward with it. Oh, I yeah. I knew you had talked about it. Yeah. And so I changed out the wedding Go band. mom. Yes. So you... <laughs> Six years later. Send her a text later. It's <laughs> so um so that's awesome. And um so where are we at? We're uh, uh, so anyways, we got engaged. Um kind of the highlight. We don't need to go through the whole day, but it's a, it's a big day. It's intentional. We we watched some Doctor Who. 
If you don't know anything about Olivia's love for Doctor Who, you got to listen to pre-chat. Um, yep. we, we at Mexican restaurant, which is your favorite mm-hmm. that we go to, that mm. they knew how much salsa you like to eat. Chips and salsa is yeah, like your like thing. Yeah, like I'd walk in and they'd immediately bring out two. <laughs> I miss having that level. Like we la- live in a smaller town now. The lady's back, yeah. But I haven't quite reached that, like, <laughs> I haven't reached that level this yet. woman's here. She yeah. needs two things of salsa. Um, and so, and then we went back to, we watched Doctor Who and we went into my place and then... You came down in the basement, and it was all decked out, mm-hmm. and, um, and yeah, and so just some details in that time. We don't really, for the sake of time, we're not going to talk too much about, but um, we got engaged, and then the irony is we went back to Dave and Buster's, and all our family and friends were there waiting for us to come. Every person I've ever known, <laughs> no. It felt so like it. It, it, was, yeah, it was fun. It was I don't good. know if I would do that part again. There's a lot of things I would change, but I, I think at the end of the day, it was really awesome. Uh, crazy story, side note, uh, the house that we got engaged in um, burnt down. It's no longer there. <laughs> so, I don't know what that just, says about just, our marriage. It just adds to the mess of our marriage. And so and so, um, so we got married August 2nd, 2014. Um, this was kind of our statement then. And I, I still think it's, like if someone said, hey, what's the purpose of your marriage? I would, I would say this sentence, um, becoming each other's two for the sake of our one. Uh, that was a big re- reason why we got married on August 2nd. Um, I, I know it sounds cheesy, and it's like, oh, that's so Corey, but I think sometimes we forget this yeah. still, but I still think it's a good reminder that every second, because you hear a lot of people say, oh, is he or she the one? And I think it was Louis Giglio's teaching that we watched once, and he was like, well, he or she can't be your one, but they can be your two. you know. And so the whole idea of just being married on August 2nd and celebrating the two, celebrating each other's two, um, and like hashtag in Christ alone was kind of our wedding day um, statement. Like no matter if you come to our wedding, like it's going to be all about Jesus and our whole marriage is going to be all about Jesus. And so um, then we have that verse. Do you want to read that verse? Galatians 2.20. I went to the next page. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay, here it is. That's kind of, that was our verse. <clears throat> still so yeah, Galatians, Galatians 2.20. So it's, um, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And I, and I love that verse for our marriage because it's all about Jesus. Like it's, I, know, I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's not. Like it is, like it's all about Christ. Um, Liv, do you have anything to share just, I mean, about our wedding? Because, well, I guess we could talk a little bit about our marriage. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, honestly, like when I was thinking about this podcast today, I, in my preparation of not looking at the notes, I was just like really, and we've shared about this recently a couple of times, like with students or just people in our community, but um, just just how hard our first couple of years were. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, by the way, every year is hard. Yeah, every year is hard, but there's something. And so I guess just setting the stage of like, I don't know, we, we I think we were super intentional with our dating and with our engagement and even like our wedding, like with all mm-hmm. these details Corey's talking about, but I don't know that it made marriage any easier and so I guess as I'm processing this out loud a little bit like it's one of those things where there's a lot of things you can do but the one thing that we were really struggling with that we didn't focus on um, especially once we got married is um, having healthy community not that we didn't focus on it but we just had a hard time getting it Mm -hmm. Um, that's what not our downfall but like that was what was really difficult and what really 
because um, yeah, we really didn't have a we went from church to church like it was an interesting season we were in yeah Cleveland. we just had a really hard season of moving around a couple times and um just not feeling super connected to places and so we could you know you that, that just goes to show that you could have you know the bible verse that you're you know wedding you can do the premarital mm. counseling you can do all the things um but without that healthy community that we like didn't have around us to be honest with and to kind of challenge us Not that it didn't mean anything. I don't want to say that, but like that's, it's clear how important that is that you could have all these other really important pieces in place. And like, not even, I don't want to say like put the show on because not that any of that was a show, but like Mm -hmm. outwardly anybody would be at our wedding and think, oh, like these people love Jesus a lot. Like they're going to do great. Like they're going to have this great marriage and all this stuff. And I just think that that's interesting to look back on how intentional we were through that season and how hard Hmm. things were our first few years. That's awesome. Um, so, like, two years in, or 18 mm-hmm. months in, mm-hmm. I remember sitting at the kitchen table when you were at work. I think I just got off work. Mm-hmm. And I was, we were stressed out. I remember Googling, how do I get a divorce mm-hmm. with no money, and how do I still do ministry at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and having those thoughts, I remember you coming home, I remember sitting on the couch, I remember looking at you, you were standing in the, the door frame, right, mm-hmm. leaning, and I said, I, I think we need to get divorced. I don't think this is working. Like, I don't, we would, man, we would fight in mm-hmm. ways that, like, I would yell, mm-hmm. um, and you would, you would run to the room and cry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was our way of dealing. And then we would somehow clean it up, have fun, and then that would happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, here's a story I don't, not really proud of, um, but I think it needs to be told. Um, I remember I was so angry about something. I don't even remember what we were fighting about. Isn't that crazy? That's the theme. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I took a glass cup. You were in the living room. And I was so mad. And I threw it on the ground. Is that right? I threw yeah. it on the ground and it shattered everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was so pissed off. And then I felt really small in that moment. Yeah. Did you clean it up? Did you clean the cup up? Or did yeah. I? Clean? Did you really? I think that's okay. I just want to. And then you, I think you knew what you did. Like you had that, yeah. like, like you said, like you felt really small. And I think you like left and went for like a drive or did something. And you cleaned it up. Yeah. And then I, and I remember, I don't even know if it really hit me until I was a week later. I was with my brother mm-hmm. and he said, you know, she could have called the cops on you, right? Like she could have said, I feel unsafe. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it was just like this. And that's just, I think that's just a glimpse of how, like there was times when like, I'm just I'm just trying to be because this podcast we, I value honesty mm-hmm. and transparency and like there was times where I almost slept in a hotel and said so I'm mm-hmm. just gonna go to the hotel and just sleep there for days yeah or like there was times where you're just like man this is like this is really unhealthy like or but but like but your what would be the unhealthiness of your so mine was like a lashing out I was in mm-hmm. anger this like this yeah this yeah. craziness like what would what would your yeah, I just, I didn't, I had never really reconciled any kind of conflict. Like, that was not anything that I'd ever really experienced, um, whether it was with, like, family or friends or anybody. Like, I, I'm i very much a, if you go to bed and you wake up the next morning, everything's fine. Hmm. Like, and so, that was... Like that. What? I'm not like that. <laughs> no, Corey is it this needs to be, we're not sleeping until this is figured out. And so, just those two opposite, like, just philosophies I guess like just that like 
us each having these opposite goals. Like when anything ever, whenever anything came up, I immediately just want to go to bed. And Corey immediately wants to talk about it and starts getting revved up about it. Like that was just so like counterproductive. Mm-hmm. And so I think my, my real struggle and my like obviously not being helpful at all was just withdrawing. Like I just was not like almost like teenage girl, like just <laughs> bratty, like not even acknowledging or just like being, cause it was either I was crying like really hard, like just really emotional and really upset or like it just turns off kind of in like a scary way, just like a, I don't care. Hmm. And so and I think that's when we really struggled is cause like I'd get so far into it and be so hurt and be so upset, but not really be able to like articulate anything about why. And so I would just like tell myself that I didn't care and withdraw in that way. And that's almost even more and that. I think that was the parts that scared me more. It's one thing to be really upset and be like, you know that you're sad hmm. or like, and have all these other feelings and emotions and you're hurt and you're upset and you're frustrated. But when you just don't care, I think when I got there, that was really hard for us to work through. And that just, you know, frustrated you even more. Right. And that is where Cause you I would feel, of, I felt abandoned because that was, yeah, but that I, was part of my own issues right. of that in my past, you know, yeah. wasn't that you were banning me, right. but like, that's what I felt. Yeah. And so, no, that's, that's, and I think, I actually think it was the start of, I, we had a pastor at a church we were at for a little bit. I think when he said, Corey, you and Olivia are really competitive with each other. Mm-hmm. That was the first, I think that was the first time where I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like, why am I trying to compete with my wife? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. I'm on the same page with her. I think I think something that, and I don't know that we've even talked about this. I was thinking through this the other day. Like, what we're talking about now. <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast. I think something that was really hard for me, too, is that I had never really been in, like, a Christian relationship, too. And so mm. the expectations were so high that I put on you, like, on, mm. you know, on Corey, that I, like... You know, and I had had great relationships, you know, prior, like as far as like boyfriends that, you know, I had good relationships and healthy relationships, but like they were never, and I, I felt like something was always missing. And like, I think I kind of attributed that to not having a solid foundation. Um, and so I think when we were dating and engaged and all these things that, you know, and that we were constantly putting like Christ at the center of our decisions. And even though we struggled and we had the stuff that we were working through that were hard, that I, I felt like that was kind of like a solid foundation that we had going into marriage. And then when we got married and like Corey didn't live up to this, like what I thought a Christian husband was supposed to be like, hmm. I think that just like wrecked my world. Hmm. And so I think that was so, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to word it. I'm processing this out loud for the first time, which I don't do. Oh, and great. I'm doing it on, on, doing it so on the hear microphone. It. <laughs> So I, I think it. that was just, I think that's just what it was for me though, too, is that like, I thought things were going to be so different. And then when they were, because I mean, marriage brings out a whole other level of relationships. So when they were worse than I had ever experienced before, yeah. I think that was just like life shattering for me that like, and I think I just like fed into a lot of lies too, that like, did I make the right choice? Like what right. am I right. like, should like, is this person's supposed to love Jesus and is supposed to like, you know what I mean? This is supposed to be healthy and this is supposed to be um, like a positive experience. (laughs) And it just, and it wasn't. And I, I, Corey and I are pretty open about that now. You know I mean? Our first couple of years were really hard and just like 
he said, just like looking at a Googling divorce without like having any money. And that was another thing that was hard for us too, was like, we financially just like didn't have a lot and we yeah. were making poor choices and, um, just kind of like living above our means and just getting into debt and doing things and, but not really knowing how to talk about it. And so that was just so much baggage that we were bringing together. Plus those expectations that we had on each other made it so hard. Yeah. Cause my expectations were, you have to be like me. Right. That, really, that's what it was. Yeah. And like, cause you're, cause you're just an opposite person to me. I mean, I tell this a lot to people like, <laughs> you're just the opposite of me yeah. in a lot of different personality traits and ways, you know, and which is beautiful, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and also just, but I think we do, ha- I do think we have some similar, a lot of similarities in our friendship make us laugh and like, yeah. you know, things like that. And so what are you pointing at? I see. Is that supposed to be plugged in? No, no, no. The, the little ones, oh. the mini SD card. Sorry, this that's a super <laughs> sidebar. I saw the like SD card that he plugs into the thing sitting Pouring on the table. Pouring out my heart here. She's just and getting I was distracted. Like, is, not, is this not being recorded? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, no, that's no. a huge sidebar. No, I think you're so right though. And I think what's actually interesting is I had a little bit of an opposite experience is that I... I had been in a relationship with someone that was like just like me hmm. and which was great in some ways, but also like I need someone that's going to challenge me and is going to encourage me to be better. Hmm. Like, I don't know. And I don't think I knew how to articulate that at the time, but I had been in that relationship and like, I need someone that's going to encourage me to grow and going to get me outside of my shell. Like right. if I just like live with someone that's just <laughs> like me for the rest of my life, this is going to be really boring. Like over time, that's going to like, I'm not going to grow in that. And I don't know. So I think that I had this expectation that you were going to like in a healthy way, you know, like lead me and like hmm. encourage me to grow and like, be, I was going to be your Jesus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so that's, so you like wanted me to look like you and yeah. I just wanted you to be Jesus basically, I think is what, <laughs> which that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I think, I mean, I think that's a lot of where our, like our struggles came from, but it's, it's interesting how those expectations really played out on yeah. each other. And kind of fast forward. I mean, we've had many other arguments past that. I yeah, mean, we are, even, we've been arguing last, last night, week. Even last night. I mean, yeah. think about last night, like just how, how honest can I be here? Um, <laughs> like we got an argument yet last night. Yeah, but like, I actually don't remember what it was about. That's okay. I, okay. I remember what it was about, but okay. it, it doesn't mean to be talked about right now. But um, <laughs> but uh, just uh, just really me just hold, it's it's taken me six years to mm. just hold you and mm. let you cry, and me not try to give you a four point sermon on why you shouldn't be doing the yeah. A, B, and C. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like with me personally, like I don't I don't know if anybody relates to this, but I I have a really hard time articulating how I feel about things. Yeah, and so I have a lot of emotions, and I don't really know what they're about or where they're coming from or what they are. Like, am I sad? Am I upset? Am I hurt? Am I frustrated? Am I angry? Like all of them kind of just result in crying. (laughs) And so it's like, okay, Olivia's crying, but like, is she mad? Is she upset? Hmm. Did I hurt her? Is she frustrated? Like, what's what's happening? Right. And so I think that, I mean, that's through life, like six years of marriage, but also counseling, like for both of mm-hmm. us, like mm-hmm. different things. But like, I think we're just starting to realize that like, okay, I don't know, this each thing does not need to be a massive blow up of an argument. <laughs> yes. And like Corey's come along with like, I don't, we don't need to talk about this or fix this right now because like, yeah. Olivia probably doesn't know how she feels right now. Right, so like, right. just like hounding her about it doesn't, doesn't do anything. So I mean, yeah, I mean, we've argued several times this week. It's just been one of those weeks. But at the same time, like, we've grown a lot in how to, like, deal I, through that and reconcile it and, like. I do want you to see your crying as a gift, not as not as a mm-hmm. weakness. I want, I want you to know that. Like, I want you to know that, like, 
for you to be able to cry and be mm-hmm. able to be honest and, and feel deeply and tender and sensitively. And yeah. fat, I think that's really a gift. Um, I think people can use it to manipulate people. Sure. Um, but I do think, um, don't, don't, don't see your, your crying as like a, hmm. oh, that's such a weakness of mine. I think that's a beautiful thing actually. Yeah. If you read the Psalms, right. It talks about crying out to God, hmm. you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah. so we're at like the 43 hmm. minute mark right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, <laughs> so dramatic. Uh, and I don't want to make this a two because there's more that we want to share. Yeah, I think we're going to go an hour. Um, so if you're if you're listening to this, you can pause us right now and take a deep breath um, <laughs> because we're gonna we're gonna th- this isn't gonna be the only time that I think you're gonna be here and talking about our marriage and talking about all kinds of things. I think mm-hmm. the many episodes to come. Um, and so, but I do want us to get into the things these these ten things of this or this or this mm-hmm. and this um, what we've learned along the way, and we kind of are gonna go back and forth a little bit, but we are gonna speed it up a little bit. And so okay. I want us to be done in about fifteen minutes or so. And so. Um, so what are, what are 10 things you've learned about the messiness of relationships and marriage so far? So that's a question for both of us. Mm-hmm. What are 10 things you've learned about the messiness of relationships and marriage so far? So if you're listening to this and you want to take notes, this would be the great time. Maybe you're already taking notes. Well, you get 5,000 points. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> points for, I don't know what, but, um, and so they, these are just good things that we, some wisdom, some wisdom we've learned along the way. And we're going to share a little bit. Is that cool? Yeah. So you're, am I the yellow or are you the blue? Who's the blue? Who's the yellow? I would love to be blue. You love blue? Okay. For good. no particular reason. Okay. I think I'm yellow. Okay. So, um, Our notes are highlighted. That's what he's talking about. Right, right. <laughs> blue, <laughs> you're like, what? what? Like, what's going on? What? Yeah. Um, so your identity is in, so this is number one. Your identity is in Christ. Walk in that first before you take on someone else's identity, identity to steward. Mm-hmm. I love this because... You really need to know who you are who you are in Christ before you start jumping in relationships with people. This was my this was my problem. This was like hmm. 100% what I struggled with is that like I went from one relationship where I was basically living with somebody um, got invited to church, like did all the things, met Corey. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like and it was so fast that like I knew that I wanted this relationship with Christ. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant for me individually. Like I didn't know what my life was supposed to look yeah. like. And then we immediately jumped into a relationship, which like, I'm glad we were here today. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, absolutely. Right. But I wish that, um, like that would be my encouragement to anybody that's single. Is that like, if you, especially if you're like a new Christian, like even if like the person that is interested in you or that you're talking to, like is the most godly person you've ever met in your entire life. Like this is still a recipe for like a lot of mess that hmm. could be avoided and a lot of hurt that could be avoided if you take that time first so yeah i know we don't want to debrief every single one of these yeah we're not going to debrief everyone but um, (laughs) But that one i felt like was pretty was pretty significant why don't you go with yours um no one is jesus don't put that expectation on them i think that's pretty self-explanatory and we just talked about that of how i did that so that's good uh the gospel of jesus christ needs to be at the center of your marriage and relationships um what do i mean by that the gospel sets the standard is the standard is the standard. So like how we see, how we feel, how we think has to be filtered through the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who love you the most will hurt you the most. Anything out of that? I thought we didn't want to do comedy. I know, but, but I want to hear just like a little. Yeah, little, I mean, little. I think that we see that. I mean, we've, I love Corey more than anyone on this earth, but like he's also the person that I have the most like pain from. Hmm. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I know that's good. No, it's good. It's, it's good. true. I mean, it is it's true, though. No, I, I, I just it's weird transition. Um, <laughs> when it, when it comes to the baggage you bring into your relationships, 
Baggage claim is a wise idea. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so make a list of everything you want in a spouse and become that list. So I love that just because like if you're expecting someone to like fulfill all these like different things, like they have to be really funny and they have to be really hospitable and they have to be really kind or like any, any of the characteristics. Cause we all have some kind of a list. Yeah. We all yeah. have that list of something we want. Um, like you should be that first. Cause that, that's going to take some of those expectations off. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Some people are naturally gifted with like humor, so maybe you can't be funny. Maybe you just need someone. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean. Like I don't know. So, no, I love what you're saying because it's like yeah. this idea of oh, I want this person to be everything, so so I don't have to. Yeah, that's not, put the work in. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, that's good. Um, your needs you think you need from people are actually your desires. I love this actually. Travis told me this once. Just this idea of because we don't say this anymore. We don't go. I need this. I need this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we walk around saying, I desire, I desire. But it is, it is good for us to know the difference between a need and desire. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you are avoiding conflict, you are avoiding loving that person. Ooh. This has been like my entire, what, how long have I been counseling? I don't know, a long time. Um, Some, maybe about a year. About a year. I did counseling um, for about a year. Yeah, so I'm probably about a year in. That is like my number one thing because I am so conflict avoidant. Hmm. But my counselor literally looked at me and said like, Olivia, like when you're – if there's something that's bothering you or if you're hurt and you need to talk about it and you need to basically start a conflict, like it's so unloving to just expect that person to change without talking to them about it. Hmm. And so that's just one piece of it. But that's that's really hard for me because I just, I'm a nine if you know anything about like. <laughs> I'm an eight. So, yeah, so like any it's a different conversation. Like, but so yeah. it's just, I don't, <laughs> anything to not start conflict is like my end goal, yeah. um, which is not right though. Like it's, but. That's where that plays out. Um, you will fail in your relationship, but the question is, how devoted are you to that person? I think that's pretty self-explanatory because um, you, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. That's, but it, it does come back to, but I'm devoted to this person. Yeah. And so, uh, last one. Last one is, it is so easy to coast by and fake it. It's important to be honest and reach out when things aren't okay. I think that just like is evidence of our whole first couple of years yeah. that we... I don't think anybody, there might be a couple people, I com- we can count on like one hand, people that saw a small glimpse of how like dysfunctional we were. Hmm. Um, one being like our pastor at the time, because he made that comment about expectations, yeah. like the pastor before that, actually been at that same church. Um, we'd had an argument and like, we, you know, called him. And um, But other than that, there wasn't really a lot of people that really knew what we were going but through. But now we have a group of people like. Yeah, and that's, maybe that's another podcast. It was yeah. really when we moved. Um out of where we were at and into this community here where we live now where a lot changed so yeah uh we have one two three four kind of six things for the men and the women so what what would be some advice you would give to the women i think we're both gonna go on this but you're you're gonna go first right so I would say just enjoy this season that you're in and invest in your bridesmaids. Um, this is a gift that should not be taken lightly. So um, kind of what, what my reasoning for this is that this is something I really struggled with is like I had girls around me that I was friends with kind of growing up, but I always had a lot of guy friends. And so um, didn't have a lot of like girlfriends. And uh, and Eve specifically when we got married was kind of just in this weird season where I lost touch with some of them and like some of them I just had – hard conflicts with and we weren't you know weren't really close anymore and that was just really hard so it was really hard for me to enter into this season of marriage and not really have girls around me that like I felt like I could talk to um and so that was really hard and so that find those people that are going to stand by you on your wedding day but also like after your wedding day that you know will 
um, encourage you and be a good source of wisdom to you. So don't don't take that role lightly yeah. um, and really prioritize that when you can. Ladies, this is for you. Don't you dare compromise on the person God has for you. Pray for your best. Uh, but I, I, we, Olivia and I do not believe that there's just one person out there. We believe that there's many people that God can put you with, be married to. But pray for your best. God wants to give you your best. And I, I see this in late women a lot. I'm sorry, but I do. They compromise on men. And don't compromise. Don't don't romanticize of Fabio coming off the horse and him being Jesus, you know, but like, um, but don't compromise. Hmm. Don't compromise and get into a bad relationship. Yeah. Um, study intimacy, make this a practice with Christ. If you cannot be intimate with Christ, it will be incredibly difficult to be intimate with the spouse. Um, I think this is something I really struggled with. Just, I, um, had honestly like really manipulated intimacy, like through like Mm. growing up and through, um, different relationships that I had, I didn't really know what that meant. And so as far as like really being present with someone and being, um, intimate and like kind of just sharing my whole self and, being transparent and honest, I really struggled with that. And so, mm-hmm. but I think that practicing that, um, and this kind of goes back to um, one of the comments we made earlier, but um, I just think that would have made a huge difference for me if that had been something I had practiced or learned about or studied or prioritized prior to getting married. Um, what I got for you ladies is it's the man's responsibility to pursue the woman, not the other way around. Uh, it's probably a different episode. Talk more about that, but... Uh, but then I would also add, stay mysterious. Stay mysterious so they can, so, so they'll chase you. Um, develop your hobbies. So know yourself and what you enjoy and things that bring you rest. Um, so that was a really weird thing when we first got married, just in the sense of like, we didn't know how to like live together hmm. and not be like constantly spending time together. Yeah. And so that's part of our expectations. But part of like, I just think that we didn't know how to like, coexist in a house and like not have to be hanging out and so like it's okay for like me to go outside and go for a run or like it's okay (laughs) for you to watch a movie in this room and I like read another room like we just didn't we had those it was just a weird we were pretty codependent on each other yeah it was just a weird transition that I think some people don't expect like you're used to like dating and then like it's very intentional when you're together because you're hanging out or you're at a you know you're going to a movie you're going out to eat and then like someone has to leave at the end of the night when that gets taken away it's kind of like Oh, we just like both live here. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I yeah. don't know. Uh, ladies, this is my last one. This is our last one. Uh, you have the power of influence in ways you don't understand. Um, I think that would be a separate episode as well. But, man, you ladies have some serious um, ways of influencing that I don't think, I don't think we talk enough about, mm-hmm. actually. And so yeah. um, we got some advice for the men. Um, so let's let's get really close to the, that microphone and... Speak up to the men, and if you're listening, the men. I don't know. I'm being weird. You're first. All right. <laughs> That's cool. why I'm away from the microphone. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Shwa. Oh, we're, we need to land this plane soon. Um, Probably these. Marriage is for men, not boys. Just because you can buy things and shave doesn't make you a man. Man, do I? I love this statement because it's so true. It's pretty self-explanatory. I'm just leave it there just like that. He literally walked away. <laughs> it's weird. 
Um, know your expectations that you desire from your spouse, specifically when it comes to ministry. Um, I just think that's, we, we talked about this yesterday. Um, yeah, we're still working through this a little bit. This was not part of our conflict, but like I think kind of led into it a little bit too. Yeah. It's just like Corey works for a discipleship ministry and is in ministry and that means something for me. And mm-hmm. so um, I think as you're, if, if you have a desire to be in ministry as a man, you should know what your expectations of your spouse are as far as how that goes. Do you expect them to be in that with you? Do you expect them to support hmm. you in specific ways? What does that look like? Yeah, and that needs to be a both yeah. conversation. That's just, a, that's just right. not a man saying, this is what I want. This, it needs to be a both. Sure. It just helps to have like at least a, a starting point of like, this is what I desire for like my wife to be involved in, in yeah. my ministry. Like, what do you think about that? Or like, is that something that you're interested in? Like, is that, do you even have the personality or capacity for that? Right. So, yeah. And, and having community to help you work that sure. out. So, yeah. Um, you will be the leader of your household. How are you preparing for that right now? Are you feeling the weight of that right now? So if you're a man, think about that. You're going to be the leader of your household. So why don't you just prepare for that right now instead of waiting for you to get married and then go, oh, I got to start leading now. I think this one's related. Learn how to run and keep your household. Your spouse is not your mother. Knowing how to serve her in this way will make you an unstoppable team. So uh, That's good. Yeah, I think that's self-explanatory. Yeah, two more. Uh, gentlemen, you are a son before you are a man, meaning you have a loving father. I love this. I, I, I forget what book I read that in, but just the idea of we become men, but we're always going to be a son before we're a man. Mm-hmm. Man, you're always, and that's even for women. You're always a daughter before you're a woman. And so, just having a loving father and leaning into a loving heavenly father, um, and really searching out scriptures of knowing what that even means is really important. Mm-hmm. And so, one more, you got it. All right, last one. Do life in community. Humble yourself to ask for help. Learn from men who are loving their families in a way you desire to. I think that's so important. I think we we see that here, um, which I think has been huge for us in different ways. But who is that like guy in your church, whether it's a friend or mm. someone that you know or someone you work with or who's someone that just loves their family, like loves their wife if they have kids, like loves their kids and just like learn from them. Like mm-hmm. just go hang out and watch what they do yeah. <laughs> and just like live life with them because that's so important to be able to kind of have that model of what um, just a man does and how right. they lead their household and how can you learn from that? That's all we got for you. Um, we're almost an hour in. Um, normally my episodes don't go this long, um, but I am okay with it. Um, I guess we wrote this as a rubric for a class that we was did. roughly We did. Hour, we did so. this for a class back in January, yeah. actually. It was, um, well, it was this past January. Doesn't that, isn't that crazy? That 2020 was, feels like it's been four years That was years this long. past January. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought it was like two years ago. <laughs> Liv, what, what would you say of all of this, man, everything we've talked about, what would be one one more thing? One more thing? Yeah, or one emphasized thing? Whatever you want. Uh, I don't know that I can think of one more thing. I think we covered a lot. Yeah, what would you emphasize, I think? I think just even my last point, just like how important community is, because like I said, and kind of how I've been processing that, is that we did a lot of things right and well in our engagement and our dating and leading up to our wedding day and on the day and things we incorporated into our wedding I think a lot of those pieces were 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 good and were great um but not having that community around us once Mm. we were married really like really hurt us um and if we had had that we could have probably avoided a lot of a lot of pain a lot of Mm. struggle a lot of hurt with each other 
also could have been a lot healthier financially and things like that earlier on if we had had those people that were kind of just um, pouring into us or just, you know, willing to ask us hard questions. And so I would just say that's that's what I've learned the hmm. most over the season. And um, and for us, it took moving. It literally took moving our entire lives to another town, like an, across the state. Yeah. Across the state sounds dramatic, about an hour and a <laughs> half away. Um but, you know, it took it took us moving and getting new jobs and starting kind of starting fresh a little bit yeah. and being intentional when we moved here. But also like the people here loved us and wanted to yeah. know us. And we have a great church. We have a great church. We have great friends. Um, we have people that we can just like go over whenever as we are. And so I think finding that is important. And I don't think it's uh, Corey's talked about this a little bit before. And I, I know we don't want to go super long, but just my last thing would be um, like. This is the most important thing, finding that community. And mm. so if you can find another job, you can find, you know, a different house or a different school district. Or, but if you don't have, like, a healthy community, you need to find that. I would prioritize that when moving your life somewhere mm. um, because anything else is going to be pretty miserable. Like, if I if we go to another place, like, if we have to move for any reason, if we, if we moved into a good community, I can make any job work. You know, we can mm. figure out a school situation for our kids, you know, how, whatever way, like we could figure out all those other things, but having that healthy community is the most important thing. Yeah. That's awesome. My last thing would be become like Christ in your marriage, but let the other person become like Christ. Mm -hmm. I think that word let, because I so wanted to speed up the process. Mm hmm. So much that I would forget and neglect myself and think, wait, I need to work on myself. I think, I think I joke around about this sometimes, but I think me and the Holy Spirit are going to meet each other in heaven one day and I'm going to be like, man, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just got in the way so many times. And so let God work on your spouse to become mm -hmm. like Christ. That's and, a word. And stop trying to make it on your timeline. Yeah. Um, and let the Holy Spirit work in your life to become more like Christ. And I, you know, the whole model of like, oh, if you're running after Jesus and she's running after Jesus, and then the, the whole triangle idea. But sometimes I think we want the other person to be at the same. Like, like you have to be exactly at my speed. And mm -hmm. what that means, you got to be growing like I'm growing, thinking like I'm thinking. And I think it's important to be together. And it's important to be not unequally yoked. Yeah. But sometimes we just need to be patient mm -hmm. with how the Holy Spirit is molding the other person. Sure. And so that's what I got. Liv, thank you. Thanks you for coming. You got it. <laughs> Love you so much. Love you. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep talking, no. so I just winked. <laughs> no, not that I didn't. No, it was just, you winked. I don't know. We're being weird. Um, <clears throat> I never know how to end podcasts, actually. That's that's my one downfall, which I should have prepared you for no, before we got okay. here. I I imagine a lot of people want to hear more of you. So if you're listening to this and you want to hear more about our marriage and how, just, just send me an email. Send me a Facebook message. Send me whatever. Um, uh, you can email me at step up to the mic podcast at gmail .com and um, would love to know your thoughts um, and ideas on what we could be talking about. Or if you can just call me or text me, whatever you want to do. I don't really care. Um, but we always want to hear your feedback and everything. And so we're going to end this podcast now. Livia, thank you so much. And I'm sure you'll be back. Sounds good.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Step Up to the Mic podcast. Feel free to reach out to me for any questions or feedback. Hope to hear from you soon.